guys, Jesus is awesome. Okay, I know that you you may have heard all about like who Jesus is and you know what he's done for you, but like seriously, he's awesome. So it's like it's Christmas time, obviously. Um, I mean, unless you're just really behind and listen to this like ages from Christmas, but you know what? We're for the sake of argument, we're just gonna say it's Christmas time. Um, <laughs> because it is for me right now. Anyway, um, so. You know, at Christmas, there's like all these Christmas Eve services. We talk about like the birth of Jesus and like the circumstances surrounding that. But how often do we really think about what that means? And like, yeah, we talk about it and think about it more at Christmas time, but like, do we actually consider how powerful, like, how amazing the birth of Jesus actually was? Because, I mean, He's the king of all kings. He's the lord of all lords. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And he was born in a barn. He was laid in a food trough. He deserved a palace. He deserved, like, the perfect circumstances of birth, if there is such thing. He's, he deserved a position of royalty way back then. He he deserves so much more than what we would consider the circumstances of his birth to be. Because he was born in a barn. In a stable. Surrounded by filthy animals. And it was because nobody had room for him. Nobody had room in their homes to welcome in a woman who was pregnant with the savior of the world. With Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. But God called Jesus into that. God planned that ahead of time. There's so many prophecies in the Bible that like, that talk about how Jesus was going to live his life and be born and all of these things. And, and he was. And God could have had Jesus be born in a palace to a queen or something, but he chose a woman who was then ridiculed um, and who was shunned by society because it was assumed that she was an adulteress, that she had had a kid with someone who she wasn't engaged with, engaged to, or basically like going to marry like basically they were already considered married because of the culture at that time and just the way everything was run um but like that that was jesus's mom someone who people just assumed to have been a terrible person and that's that's crazy could have been born under such different circumstances, but he wasn't. He could have been born in somewhere that would have been anywhere, really, that would have been different from, you know, having been born in a barn. Because that's a, like, we use that as a joke. Oh, were you born in a barn? Like, Jesus actually legitimately was born in a barn. Like, because nobody had room for him. That's just crazy. And like, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how, like, 
God called Jesus into a very messy circumstance of his birth and a very messy type of living. He didn't have a place to live. He was constantly wandering around. People were constantly trying to kill him. And, like, yeah, he had a lot of people who listened to him, but he didn't have a lot of things that we would nowadays see as, like, signs of thriving in life. He didn't have a home. He didn't always have, like, food or water right there, I'm sure. He fasted in the desert for 40 days. Like, <laughs> he knew what it was like to experience things like hunger and thirst, and he didn't have to. He chose to. Jesus chose to live in messy circumstances, and he was even born into messy circumstances. So it makes sense why he would choose messy people as his own. Because, let's be real, Christians, they're, they're disasters a lot of the time. Like, he welcomes in the poor and the needy and the broken. Oh, the broken. I'm broken. I'm, I mean, I'm... You were probably, like, listening. You're, you're probably broken. I mean, aren't we all broken, really? when we think about it. But Jesus calls the broken. Jesus chooses the people who have messy lives. And he calls them into a messy life. But one that's for him and for his glory. And he, use, he uses situations of messiness for his glory. Can you imagine if, like, you or your spouse or, you know, like, if they gave birth in a barn, like, the way that cows and goats and animals do? Like, how would you react to that situation? Would you say, oh, I should be in a hospital, I deserve to, you know, be in different conditions than this, or would you accept it for what it is and be humbled by the fact that literally the child was just born in a barn so that's a very humbling circumstance you can't just go around bragging about it the way that you could like oh yeah i was born in a palace because if you like bragged about oh yeah i was born in a barn people would look at you like you were crazy and god uses humbling situations humbling circumstances for his glory in ways that he doesn't use luxury. Because, yes, sometimes God's glory comes through very luxurious situations or whatever, but usually it's because of giving, which is a very humbling thing to do. Yeah, there are people who brag about it. Their hearts are probably not in the place that it should be for, you know, giving, but, like, if you're doing something for God, it's, a lot of times, it's humbling, and, and God uses that, and that's awesome, because Jesus is awesome, and he, he died such 
a gruesome death in like a gruesome way. Like, no one wants to die hanging on a cross. I mean, I shouldn't say no one. Maybe there's someone with a fantasy of, like, dying on a cross. But that's, I don't know, that's weird to me. I'm gonna just say that most people don't want to just die on a cross. Um, but, like, Jesus, he, he died a very humbling type of death. Because really, who would boast about, like, I mean, okay, this is assuming that people who are dead can actually boast about things, but, which, just imagine, bear with me for a second, that, like, imagine, like, the ways people died. Who would be bragging about the way that they died? Oh, I died a very peaceful death. Yes, it was calming, it was nice. That would be what you would want to, like, say. But to basically say, oh, yeah, I was, um, I was hung on a tree because I was deemed a criminal by society. Yeah, that's, that's how I died. It, isn't it great? It was so painful. No, that's, that's not something you want to brag about. There are so many things that are just very humble situations and circumstances throughout Jesus' life. And we're called to live like him. We're called to live humble lives. And that, that looks different for everyone. Not everyone's going to be in situations of suffering and pain all the time. Like, no one's in pain all the time, I should hope. Um, I mean, we're in a sinful world, so, yeah, there's a lot of pain and suffering, and sometimes that is consistent, um, but there's also so much joy and happiness and peace and hope and all of these other good things, too, and I don't remember where I was going with that, so that's fantastic. So I'm just going to bring it back to where I started. Christmas. We celebrate Jesus' birth because it's such a fascinating story and because it's, it's such a momentous event that happened. And this holiday is supposed to bring glory to him. So, in the messiness, in all of the situations that we may not want to be in, in all of the chaos that is Christmas time, bring glory to Jesus. It's about him anyway, so really just that, that should be our focus, is bringing glory to the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who was born in such strange circumstances when he, as we would think, would deserve so much better. But he chose that and he chose us. So who are we not to live into what he calls us to and who he calls us to be? With that, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and I hope that you will reflect on these things and take them into consideration with like your own 
living your own lifestyle. And remember how awesome Jesus is. So, I'm going to keep pondering. I hope you will too. Have a Merry Christmas.